some days you're just out of luck. Our march on Mara that led to Sarah Vorma Glass being, at least with a nod to officiality, elected as the Warden of Atrium, wouldn't make the front pages of the next day's pamphlets and news sheets. The earthquake that rocked through the city would be only a footnote. A disaster that many would tar to the other events of that day. Because the same time as our protest, the rest of the jubilant were over the other end of the city. They were about to do something really fucking stupid. say that a lot of the blame for what happened should fall at my feet. I should have said no when others in the Ginnell suggested that we send Orkin after his spear. I should have at least let Ezra know what was about to go down. I guess though, I hadn't quite appreciated just who Orkin was. A part of me was still that little kid dreaming of being a jackal. I hadn't yet pierced through his myth to see that he were made just as petty and arrogant and insecure as the rest of us. More, even. Welcome to These Flimsy Rituals, an actual play podcast focused on telling small stories in big worlds. Joining me today are Steve Martin. Hello, uh, I am Steve, uh, and I'm on Twitter at purple underscore Steve. Beck Mihalek. Hi, I'm Beck. I'm on Twitter at r underscore Mihalek. And Elizabeth Simones. Hi, I'm Elizabeth. You can find me on Twitter at csilfgames. And I'm your host, Adam Dixon. You can find me on Twitter at @tdixon, and you can find the show on Twitter at Flimsy Rituals. Today we're going to be continuing our game of Blades in the Dark by John Harper, and as usual, all of the music used in this series is taken from Satin by Kai Engel. So today we're going to be playing with Oaken, Ash, and Nia as we follow through on the plot to steal back Oaken's Sunspear. I think what I'm going to do is jump straight into it. And then we can use flashbacks to do any sort of gather information or like groundwork that you wanted to do before that. So, I think this is happening on a public holiday known as Hulling. And this is a big festival that takes place all over the city. It is a celebration of the time when Oaken woke up and defeated the Oka Hull, who was an envoy arrived from the north and climbed over the walls of the city and started wreaking havoc and destruction to the northwestern district, known as Limbus. And the envoy was formed of coral, shaped like a giant multi-limbed creature, sort of like a starfish. And I think I was just re-listening to the, the skeletons episode we did, Beck and Steve, before this. 
And I think we described it as almost like spreading through the city and people had to stop it almost by like creating fire breaks in the streets to stop the coral from spreading. So what I'm imagining is that Nilcat, who we saw speak to you in the downtime period, has been involved in setting this up. I think he has provided details to Oaken about the fact that the person masquerading as Oaken, the, the fake Oaken, is going to be appearing during a big public parade and carnival. They are going to be appearing at the Scarrell Market, which is in Limbus District and is the big major market in Embrace. It's sort of in the northwest where one of the bridges comes in. And he's going to be parading through the city to that market and then there is going to be making a big speech. That market is incidentally where the Oka Hull came in and I think there's probably a big statue of Oaken fighting this thing formed of coral there as well. So it's, it's a place of significance. Love a giant statue of myself. <laughs> a giant statue of yourself that probably looks nothing like you, as we've established. Yes. I, I reckon they probably chose Foken <laughs> yeah. to, uh, to look like the statues rather than the other way around. Oh, I hate that Foken <laughs> is just like a, a much hotter version <laughs> of Oaken. So we established some details about the Hulling Festival in the other score. Which is, I imagine, people wear lots of coral. One of the details that was established is is, is quite carnivalesque, and there are people wearing or dressed up as the envoy. There's probably multi-limbed variants of the envoy, where different people control different arms and legs made out of coral, and they do big dances in the streets to fight like fake oakens, people dressed like a jackal. And I imagine there's lots of noise and music, and all of this is is taking place across the city. In the other score, the Ginnels are using it to be part of a strike, so the strike's taking place in the east of the city. But I imagine here, in the northwest, things are a little bit more traditional. I don't think people have taken up to the streets in the same way. I think people are more likely to be joining in the celebrations. I think Nilcat proposes this score just to you, Oaken. He tells you about... It's really hard to keep saying fake Oaken, but fake Oaken's plans to be part of this parade. What leads to Ash and Nia joining? Ash is there because he hasn't had enough chance to speak to Oaken yet, and he really, really wants to ask Oaken about all (laughs) things about being a jackal. So cute. (laughs) Have, have you ever killed a remnant? I mean, apart from the Oka Hull. How many remnants have you killed? How many remnants has Oaken killed? I think on screen, one. Oh, oh, actually, Oaken would maybe not tell the truth here. Okay. So say a handful. You know, you lose count after the first few. How, how old are you? <laughs> I, I, think, I, I think that's... Um, that's going to set off some internal conflict here, because I have no idea. Oaken has no idea. What? What? What's? What's? What's wrong? What's? Is that? Sorry. Is that? Um. Uh, my my dad always says I shouldn't ask people their age. Um. Uh. So, sorry, but like, 
the, the stories are from like years and years and years ago and you don't look that old so like sorry I, I, okay I, I mean I'll, I'll, I'll stop um, hey watch this and he just like scampers <laughs> up a building <laughs> oh that is so sweet <laughs> oh. uh, and why is Nia joining I mean partially in a very self interested way Nia has created all of these amazing clothes for Oaken and in a completely non-revolutionary way having the real Oaken wear your clothes at a carnival when they take back the spear is a pretty big moment. So therefore the prestige that that's going to give Sam. I think that's at least part of it. I also kind of expect that this is Ser side of the city. Yeah. I imagine Limbus District is quite fashionable. It's near the universities. Say so you probably know it better than anyone else in the maybe. Yeah, it's uh, their kind of stomping grounds. Mm. So would be able to know like the different places to hide or to watch things from. I imagine that Nia would sit watching the whole festival from one of the nearby kind of like roof gardens or something like that. So, And is Oaken happy to have them both along? I, I think he is, but he will not admit that. He will pretend that they are a burden. Okay. I'm, I'm going to make sure you don't have to pretend. <laughs> so where do we start this? Does anyone have a good idea of how you want to start this score? Or do you want to gather some information? How, how do we want to proceed? Um, the, the only idea I had was when you said there are people dressed up as jackals fighting the fake remnant. Was That would be really fun as a way to, like, I don't know, blend in by taking those costumes. Hmm. I, I, I've actually already got my own jackal costume. Oh my god. <laughs> what what does that look like? It's it's from it's from the festival last year. It's not. It's it's just it's a really cool mask. I think it looks like a wolf or something. It's it's really good. The jackal mask looks like a wolf or something. I only know jackals as the the people. I, I've never seen a real jackal. Anyway, my 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 dad made it, and it's and he's a he's a really good uh, crafts craftsman. So like, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, that makes sense. I I imagine your two options are. There's a time when Oaken will be parading to the square. I imagine he will then do some kind of demonstration there while he's like in the center. And then after that, I think he is going into one of the buildings. It's maybe like the guild house on the square. And he and other members of the Nimshif family are going to be giving speeches to the crowds that have gathered. So it's up to you when... When when do you want to be hitting? Middle of the speech. At the crescendo. That seems like a good idea. Just like when everyone's paying attention. Yeah, I don't want to just get my spear back. I want to let everyone know that that Oaken is a fake. 100% agree. Okay, like, um, I, I don't want to be the, the sort of uh, contrarian or anything, but like... Everyone watching is a really bad time to steal things, but I suppose yeah. If you want to make a scene, um, we can we can do that. Yeah, 
Okay. <laughs> I think I could even manage making an actual spotlight just for you, Oaken. Oh, yeah. So, see, <laughs> Ash, this is the kind of idea generation that I'm looking for here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could, uh, yeah, I could make that. Okay, so, so, so we're going big and loud, right? Um, Excellent idea. I suppose loud, but more like bright and sparkly and... I think I can do bright and sparkly. I'm not so keen on the bright and sparkly, but... No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely team bright and sparkly, yeah. You just okayed an entire um, spotlight just for you, so I think you're kind of on team bright and sparkly now. <laughs> Nia, do you, think, do you think he just doesn't want to share the, the spotlight, so to speak? I'm not just doing this for me. I'm doing this for the people to show them the truth. It's actually very altruistic. Um, is Oaken lying? Oh, oh. No, <laughs> no, he, he, he is that much of an asshole that he thinks that's true. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, just asking for Ziz's ability. How does that ability work when someone is that much of an asshole that they 100% believe what they're saying? I don't think it shows yeah. that they're yeah. lying. I think yeah. it's, yeah. <laughs> I think if they think they're telling the truth, then that, that doesn't work. All right. Although I imagine Nia has some kind of sense of there are people out there that are that much of an asshole that they just believe what they're saying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you 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 spend time at an art university. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good point. And with your parents. There's a reason Nia has that move. Your Achilles heel is assholes. <laughs> Your kryptonite. <laughs> so it sounds like the main obstacle here is getting close to Oaken. How, how do you plan on going about that? Like, are you going to be in the crowd during the time when the speeches are happening? Are you going to try getting beforehand? We seem to be pretty good at traveling really quickly, especially Oaken. Yeah, that is true. And Ash, actually. Yep. Actually, that seems like a pretty good idea. Oaken, if you use like one of your like, I'm super Oaken moves, like that speed travel thing that you do, that'd be a pretty good start to the whole, this guy's a fake. Yeah, you're good at making distractions as well. Yeah. So, you know, that'll help me get past the guards immediately. I was more just thinking of casting a huge spotlight on you, but you know, that's... Distraction could also work. Can can you can you say it's it's called a sun spear, right? Hmm. Can can you like do some kind of light thing when Oaken gets his hands on the spear, so that it looks all kind of like destiny. Yeah, yeah, destiny, destiny. Yeah, I could do that. Like that's a hundred percent possible. That would be really cool. <laughs> so, um, what 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 should I do? I can I can definitely scout the building out and like get inside before it all goes down. So I can be there to deal with any issues that come up outside of all of this. I wonder if it's worth like setting up a trap for when people try to rush in. I, I think maybe we're starting to approach making some kind of engagement role. Before we do uh, engagement, can I do a quick gather info? What sort of info are you after? So... The way the runners work is um, we tend to stay mostly in different parts of the city, and I don't really come this side of the city very often. And I'd like to basically have a wander around, have a word with some of the runners, and find out some good routes 
nearby some good like you know uh hidden ladders and uh bridges and you know ropes from building to building and that kind of thing and just kind of get a few routes planned out okay so for gather information uh what what do you want to roll i reckon it's probably a consort i could i could do a survey but that's more of a kind of in the moment thing isn't it yeah that'd be you going and spending time there i guess could i could i uh sell sell you on a sway to like get get information from maybe some criminals rather than from runners is there like any kind of criminal gangs that operate in this area yeah there are a couple the one that you probably know about the most famous in this area is probably the flint street nappers Ooh, they're a gang all with ties to eolith and they rule like the west part of limbus okay can i find find one of them nearby and tell them that i've basically got permission to to sort of case the building and kind of try and blag them into giving me a hand pointing out some some good spots i realize i'm probably going to piss them off when they find out this isn't legit how how do you know them how do you find them i reckon they've got some kind of distinguishing mark i reckon you know they they probably got people on various corners marking their territory and that kind of thing um and as having a bit of underworld background, I probably know how to recognize members of gangs, even if I don't know them that well. I think you find a couple of them on one of the street corners in Limbus. And I think how you know that they're Flint Street Neppers is that they're using gliders, which is the signature piece of equipment. They tend to glide between buildings. That's so mm-hmm. cool. Oh, God. I, th- I think you, you start to talk to one and then like another lands behind you what we got here then a a dodger out of their comfort zone oh come on i'm not a dodger i'm a runner can i can i uh can i have a go on your glider get lost oh okay what are you here for a beating no 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 yeah he looks like he's here for a beating look i'm on a job all right i've got i've got permission what kind of job i just need to case the place and like like if you don't want me here, I can be I can be out of your hair as 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 quick as possible. If you can just give me some pointers to to the 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 you know good windows, good good routes in, good routes out, that kind of thing. I think the one that landed behind you, who's been doing most of of the talking, like does a little bit of a sneer at you. I think she's kind of quite small and like nimble, but there's definitely like a strength to her. She's maybe a couple of years older than you. I think she has like a lot of like salt crust built up around her hair and like on her skin. Make your roll. See see whether you sway them. Sounds good. It's just a fortune roll, isn't it? Yeah, so on a fortune roll there's no like negative consequences, it's just to see how well this goes. And what do you have for your sway? It it it's okay. I rolled a six. I clicked the button thanks. Nice. <laughs> Uh, so on a six, you get exceptional details. The information is complete and follow-up questions may expand into related areas or reveal more than you hoped for. So your what was your question? What was your main question? The main question was, if they were going to break in there, how would they do it? I think what happens is this Flint Street Napper looks at you and goes, I think you need to be talking to Crick. And the pair of them take you to the Flint Street Napa headquarters, which I think is maybe in the spire of an old abandoned temple. 
Hey, this place is really cool. Our hideout's nowhere near this cool. <laughs> I think it's like it's overgrown. There are there are vines crawling up the walls, and a lot of the brickwork has been covered in tags by the nappers. Most of them tend to hang out in the belfry, and I think you find Crick there, sort of almost like squatted in in the tower. I think he is quite bulky and quite hairy. I think he has almost like a rhino's horn. That's so cool. And they are Frin's rival. They are Ezra's rival and use Hidei pronouns. Cool. Hey, I've I've heard of you. You're Crick, yeah? You're you're like a really big deal around here. Thank you. I've not heard of you. Oh, uh, I'm I'm Ash. I'm I'm not really um well not really part of uh, a, a thing like this. You know, just a just 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 a runner. Why are you asking about the parade? Oh no no not not the not not the parade. Uh, the 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 building. Um, I it's it, it sounds a bit stupid to be here now. Uh, uh, uh like bothering you. Uh, it's not really it's not really important. It's just somebody dared me to to break in and take something while they were doing the speeches, and. I was just kind of asking around, and for some reason they thought that I should speak to you. So um, I hope I'm not bothering you. He smiles, and it's a big, big grin. And I think what he details to you over the next, like, ten minutes is is a few things. I think the first are, like, ways in. Because I think they themselves are planning to hit that building during the parade. Oh. <laughs> cool. Okay. So yeah, that's like the second piece of information you get. So they are planning to to hit that building because they're not big fans of Oaken. As it turns out, Oaken was the one that killed Relict and being from Earlift, or like their families being from Earlift, they're not big fans of... Oh Oaken. shit. Oh shit. <laughs> well. Uh, I think you managed to keep quiet about your association, but I think from their point of view... If if you're also hitting that building and can be a distraction and take less heat off them, that's a good thing. So I think their plan is to, is to go in gliders and they're just going to sweep onto the balcony. But I think they've been casing the joint. I think, I think maybe it's a building they've hit before. I think there are a few different options for breaking in. I think going along the roof would be possible. I think also they say that it's an old guild headquarters, and the main receptionist, which is like an old man who's been working there for years, is very kind and could probably be swayed. And I think there are also probably some some entrances around the back that you could probably sneak into. Awesome. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> That's some pretty good info. Yeah. Obviously, I'm going to re- relay all of this to Nier and Oaken. Um. Yeah. You should. Uh, you should probably be careful. Maybe. Why? Why don't we wait until till they attack him, and then also attack him? But then, if you say that you're the real Oak, and they might attack you, and then it just gets confusing, and I'm I'm lo- I'm lost, really. What a display of strength it would be to fight off these attackers! Something to prove to the crowd. No, they're really nice. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. I, I don't think you should. You should hurt them. Shall we jump into the score? Yeah. Sure, yeah. Let's do it. I guess we've got a rough plan, which is get close and then wait until Oaken's making speeches. Yeah. So I guess the question is, what sort of engagement do we want to make? I think deception sounds fine. It's either deception or 
stealth, but like deception is more costumey, yeah. right? <laughs> Thrin in chat is just saying costumes, costumes, <laughs> costumes. <laughs> are, are you all wearing costumes and being in Market Square? I'm probably going to sneak into the building separately. Okay. So that I can do the blocking the stairs if anything goes wrong, helping escape routes, that kind of thing. Are you wearing a costume anyway, just so you don't feel left out? I'm going to wear wear a costume for a bit and then maybe maybe change <laughs> later or something. But it's it, it's a really good mask. It's be, it'd be a shame to waste it. So before we make the roll, what costume is everyone wearing? How is everyone dressed? Obviously I'm dressed as a jackal. Yeah, I'm dressed as Oaken. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I look just like you, don't you think? Are you both dressed as Oaken? No, yeah. I'm not dressing as Oaken. Oh no, Nia's definitely not going to. I'll say. <laughs> How are Say dressing? Say have made a fantastic ensemble, kind of like based around dying coral in their customary greys, blacks, and whites, um, with the bits of coral having like kind of those like little mechanical things that Ezra makes, so that they kind of like mm. move around and wither and die, and it's amazing. That sounds great. So you're dressed as the ochre hole? Yeah. Whoa. I think Ash waits until Nia is fully kitted out in this elaborate outfit and then says, um, uh, Nia, didn't that thing kill like thousands of people? Don't you think that's a little bit insensitive? <laughs> I think most people wear <laughs> these. <laughs> Amazing. Um... I think you'll find, Ash, that this, I'm going as the moment that this remnant dies. This is, um, and goes into a long conversation about how the withering and dying of the remnant is part of this outfit. And it's a celebration of this. So it's like an art thing, right? Obviously. Boring. Okay, fine. This is such a small detail, but I I think Oaken is going to ask Nier if they can... Put some silver thread through their costumes so that it'll like catch the light and not not sparkly, but eye catching. Nia turns around and has a second set of clothing for Oaken. <laughs> it doesn't sparkle. It's not a crystal thing, but it's it's definitely Nia has definitely learned what types of threads to use to really show off. Ser glowing qualities their bioluminescence or whatever it is so it is made with all of that in mind oh we don't match anymore we do i just look like a better version of you (laughs) 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 all right i'll give you that one (laughs) okay so when we make an engagement role, we choose someone to be making this role. So we've chosen deception, and our aim is to lure, trick, or manipulate. And the detail is the method of deception. So I'm assuming that's the costumes in this case? Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. So it probably sounds like Ziz. You should be the one rolling this. Okay. So we know that Ash is going through the back of this building. In the market which is like this wide open square surrounded by coral-coloured buildings. There is the smell of fresh fish and spices floating in the air. I think there is loud music playing. There are people dancing. 
there are definitely people staging these fake dances and fights between the coral and like stand-ins for Oaken. What are you two doing? Where are you stood? How are you blending in? First things first, I'm going to buy a drink so that I can deal with this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oaken, what if we stage some kind of fake battles? Because if if I'm going as this whole moment of the remnant's death and then you can you can play oaken i can i can play oaken but um without wow. actually killing me this is not a real battle i'll do it but be careful because usually when i battle it's to the death <laughs> <laughs> oaken is the worst he really is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So for the engagement roll, you take one dice as standard. Okay. And then we answer some questions to see whether you get more dice or less dice. So I imagine at this point, the parade has already come through this section and Oaken has already done his, fake Oaken has already done his like stage fight beneath the balcony and everyone has been waiting for people to reappear. I I just want to add that while fake Oakum was doing the fake fight, actual Oakum was absolutely just stood critiquing it. <laughs> who would listen? Yeah, absolutely. So I imagine there are the first person that appears is the leader of the Nimshift family. Who who do you reckon this is? What do they look like? I imagine to Beck in particular. But do you have any thoughts about who is leading Nimshift at the minute? Oh, I I didn't. Um, I guess they'd not be anyone known to me. Yeah. Do you reckon they're older, younger? Oh, I imagine them as maybe like an archetypal matriarch kind of thing. Very nice. severe. I imagine like they have like light brown skin and then like tied back grey hair grown quite long yeah I imagine like kind of dark hair with just that one bit of grey at the front and like pulled back very tightly into a neat bun and I imagine they always wear like a leather body piece and then like clothes around that so they they, they probably like wear like flowy robes along that but they're always wearing armour for some reason oh that's good it's got like the sigil of Nimshif on it and it's all very intricate and I think everything they're wearing, which is in like flagrant disregard to the current fashion of Embrace, is almost like a scarlet red colour. Ooh, yeah, I like that. I always imagine um, Nimshif to be, Nimshalif, sorry, the Nimshalif style to be dark colours and very expensive without being ornate. Yeah. If that makes sense. So like almost the opposite of Nia's style. <laughs> They probably have a lot of symbology. I imagine the younger people in the generation in in the family have started dressing in more gaudy ways, but I don't think this character has. Yeah, I think maybe the gaudiness is like in the tailoring itself rather than in like decoration. Yeah, like lots of winged Mm. stuff. I'm trying to find a good name. What about Valor? Oh yeah, that's good. There we go. Yeah. So I think Valor takes to the stage first. And while I think there's a sternness to her, I think there's a humbleness in the way she talks. You catch a little bit as you're 
as you're doing your practice. I think she's saying, like, people of Embrace, I thank you for coming out today and celebrating with us. By celebrating, we defy those that would harm us and this city. And I think you also catch a line which is like, we may not have been of Embrace for as long as many of your families, but you have always welcomed us with open arms. You call us Dawn Blessed. And for me, that name is a medal to wear proudly on my chest. Today, I have the joy of bringing forward one of the great members of my family. One of this city's most steadfast defenders. In this time of uncertainty, there is no one we need more than him. May he be the light that guides us through these dark and uncertain times. Oaken! And the doors from the balcony open, and this fake Oaken walks out. What does he look like? What does fake Oaken look like? <laughs> Cut as fuck. Yeah. Just absolutely hench. Squared jaw. Flowing blonde hair. Yeah, or yeah. Where, where Oaken has long, greasy locks. His hair is yeah. voluminous and shiny. He's probably oiled a bit as well. He's got his muscles oiled and stuff. And you can't see from this distance, but he smells great. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of like scented perfumes yeah. and maybe like a he's he's definitely wearing a wig. <gasps> oh my god! Oh. Of like curled golden locks. Beautiful. I like to imagine that he's maybe wearing lots of gold. Yeah. And he's definitely carrying the spare of light. How dare! So has he got it all activated and you know doing its thing? Or I think so. I think what you see, and then we'll make this engagement roll to see how this all goes, is. I think Oaken takes a few slow, very purposeful steps to the edge of the balcony and then hammers the spear down three times onto the ground. And with the third time, he lets go and the spear just like floats in midair, like in between his open hand. And he smiles and he looks slightly upwards to his right and says... It is I. Each time this city has faced mortal threat, I have reawoken. Now the city faces a great darkness. I will be its light. Who the fuck is that meant to be? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wish I was there. Okay, so for the encounter, we start... With one dice as standard. If the operation is particularly bold or daring, you get a bonus dice. I would say it might be. <laughs> I think it might be, yeah. Um, is it complex or contingent on many factors? I don't think it is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really not that complex. We're just going to fight a dude. I don't think it's that complex. I don't think you get any minus dice. Um, does it expose a vulnerability of the target or hurt them where they're weakest? No, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, hubris? The, the balcony is a weak point for many people. You're, you're going on like a full frontal assault against someone who's incredibly strong. Yeah, all right. 
Um, is the target strongest against its approach, or do they have particular defenses or special preparations? I think they do. I think they're ready for people to try and hit Oaken. Yeah, they've got to have guards, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. I mean, you take minus one dice for that, so you're back to one dice. Oh, yay. Can any of your friends or contacts provide aid or insight for this operation? If so, plus one dice. I think you get that. You got the stuff from the nappers. Nice. Any enemies or rivals interfering? I don't think so. I, I think this is fine. I think this is two dice. Okay. Um, and what you do is you just roll two dice, and this will tell us the position we start this score in. Uh, before I roll this, uh, just quick question. At this point, is this where we mark our load? That sounds about right. Yeah, so the way load works is you can choose out of light, normal, or heavy. Uh, so what load are people taking? Uh, I'm going to go normal, I think. I think I'll probably also go normal. Yeah, normal seems appropriate. Cool. So that's a five, which is you're in a risky position when the action starts. So do you want to describe this to me? Oaken appears on the stage and you all make your move. How do you do this? Um, is there is there another sort of floor above this one, the above the balcony, or is this like at the top level? Um, I imagine the building's maybe four stories high and the balcony is on the second floor. Okay, um, I'd like to be one floor up i've i've just come in through a window or something and um basically watching the thing from behind are there any good kind of like little platforms or something that i could be on top of to have better ability to spotlight oaken as he ascends to his destiny yeah definitely um i think the most obvious place is there's the big statue in the center of the square, which is the statue of Oaken fighting the Ochre Hull. You could definitely clamber on top of that. And there's probably a few people kind of sat on that out of the way of the general crowd already. Cool. And that's that's where I will be ready to use my awesome glowing powers. I, I think this happens just as fake Oaken says, and I will be its light. And you appear in front of him. And for a split second, he looks utterly surprised. What do you do? Oh, what a good question. I would like there to be a spotlight. Do I have to roll for No, I just push myself. I just do that. If you're using this to blind fake Oaken, then we'll make a roll then. But if you're just using it to spotlight Oaken for now, then... I don't think this is a role. Hmm. Oh, sorry. Okay. I think when we you jump onto the railing, I should make it the spotlight so bright that fake Oaken has to like cover his eyes. Oh, and immediately nice. you look more powerful because yes. incredible. This is a good flashback. I like it. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's what I want to do. Okay. Yeah, so I think this sounds like a setup action. Oh. So this is giving greater position or effect to to Oaken when he makes his move. So the way a setup action works is you roll as normal, but it's giving that bonus on a success. So what do you want to roll for this? Um, would this be a finesse? 
I mean, I'm kind of tempted to say that this would be a wreck, but you could use finesse. You you get to choose what you use. I think it might just be with finesse, it would be controlled limited, whereas with wreck, it'd be controlled standard. Yeah, I'm going to go with finesse since I can actually do stuff with that instead of wreck. That makes sense. Um, and you're also pushing yourself, right? Yes. To get this ability. So you could use that push yourself to give you an extra dice or to improve your effect. I'll improve my effect, please. Yeah, so this is controlled standard. So that's a five, which means you do it with a minor complication or consequence or reduced effect. Okay. I think this one's obvious. I think you managed to do it. There's a big glowing light around Oaken. How How is Oaken stud, Beck? Um, wide-legged stance on the balcony railing, glowering down at fake Oaken for now. And I think everyone in this crowd has their eyes on this silhouette of this person that just jumped up the balcony. I think the minor complication is you, Nia, have attracted the attention of the Swifts. (laughs) And the Swifts are basically the the police. I think one detail to just add very quickly here is one of the things you've noticed while being at this parade is they seem much better equipped and much more numerous than they do or have done normally. I'm kind of imagining in the city they've not quite been like a full police force yet, but like they're starting to get there. It looks like someone has outfitted them with new gear. Oh, good. Great. I was hoping not to be noticed. <laughs> but yeah, I think that is the complication here because you are a bright glowing light in the middle of the statue. So the thing you can do if you want on any complication that I give, whether that's harm or just complication, is you can roll to resist. And if you resist something, it automatically doesn't happen. You just tell me how you're doing it, and it stops happening, and you gain some stress, potentially. Then I don't think there's any way to really resist this. The only thing I can think of is that maybe you got some of your fashion friends to help. Like having multiple lights. Okay, we'll do that, because that sounds really cool. I like there being multiple lights of different colors, giving Oaken a like fantastic look. And just generally being a distraction in the crowd. Yeah. You resist automatically, so you don't get the consequence, and then you roll a resistance. Insight is resist consequences from deception or understanding, so it sounds like insight you're rolling. I think that's right. That makes sense. You roll and you take the highest number away from six, so you got four, so you'll take two stress. All right. I love stress. So, Oaken is glowing and illuminated in this light. What are you doing? Fake Oaken, I think, in this instant is just kind of shocked and doesn't have the chance to react yet. He still has the sun spare floating next to his hand. Okay, so I think Oaken has thought about what he wanted to say for quite a while. He's been planning it in his head, making sure it's perfect. And in the moment, all he can really do is turn to the crowd, point at fake Oka, and then be like, Liar! He's a liar! He's a liar! He's lying! It's not Oaken! <laughs> but then I, Oaken, I'm going to raise up my hand and call the spear to me. Oh, nice. Ash is just sat on the other side of the room, just like shaking his head and going, We really need to work on his showmanship. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. What what do you think this is? Calling the spear? 
Yeah, what, what would you like to roll? Oh, I think a tune. Yeah, I think it's I think it's risky because that's what our engagement role says. I think the effect level would normally be standard, but I think because you got the bonus from Nia, it's great. So you're doing risky great. Oh, yeah. Oh, I really want to do this because it would be very cool. So I'm going to push myself. Hell yeah. Okay. Oh, it's not even very good. Four. Describe to me what happens as you as you pull this sunspot. What what are you saying? What are you doing again? I'm raising my hand and I'm mm. calling the spear to me. So what should happen is the spear will wrench itself out of Faco couldn't's grip and come to hover above me and then everyone will be really impressed. <laughs> I mean I mean two out two out of three impact, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Remember, Oaken is still glowing from multiple lights, yeah. and it looks amazing. That's a very good point. And he's wearing a great outfit. So I think that's what happens. As you described it, I think you, you have the spear hovering next to you while your arms are raised in the air, and people below you seem confused. They're, they're not quite sure what's going on or how you're controlling it. They're not sure who is telling the truth. And I think you stand there for a moment in sort of exultant glory of having this object back in your possession. You're still stood on the balcony, right? Yes, I am. I think Oaken just pushes you. Fake Oaken pushes you. <laughs> uh, have you turned to face the crowd? Are you still facing Fake no, Oaken? No, I'm facing the crowd at this point. <laughs> okay, yeah, Fake Oaken pushes you and, <laughs> and you fall. Several, I've added a clock, which is defeat Oaken. I don't know if that is, like, defeating physically or just embarrassing or whatever you want to do. Oh, you should have just had Ash crawl up behind him and pants him in front of the crowd. <laughs> I mean, you could do that. Um, you've, you've marked three steps along that clock because you did a great effect. But yeah, you fall to the ground unless you want to resist it. I want to resist because my whole thing was I'd, like, use the spear and, like, stand on it and kind of use it as a way to get around as well. Wait. You can surf on the spear? I can't, like, travel on it. You know, I can't make it zoom around, but... But you could use it as, like, a jumping spot, right? Yeah. You, you definitely need to do some cool Oaken moves right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so, so, what's happening here? How are you resisting? Uh, I'm going to resist by kind of... Throwing the spear underneath me and standing on that in hopefully quite a cool way that means I don't feel embarrassed. I think the result of that resistance will be that you're hanging on to the balcony rather than having fallen two floors, if that makes sense. So I'm like I'm like hanging off the balcony? Yeah. You you probably managed to like stand on your spear and grab a hold of the balcony. So you're maybe not like fully hanging off, but you're like perched on the edge of it. Because I imagine you get pushed back and the spear stops you from falling all the way to the ground. It manages to give you a boost up so you can, like, grab on. Oh, yeah. Okay. So to resist, you need to roll one of your stats, which in the case of, like, physical strain or injury is prowess. Ah. Nice. Oh, cool. So that's a six. You don't take any stress. No sweat. That definitely fits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so, Ash, you're watching all of this from above yeah as soon as as soon as everything kicks off i think ash is gonna back off to the stairs okay 
and obviously everybody's attention is extremely occupied right now. So he's just going to kind of stroll very casually down the stairs and just whistling quietly to himself. He's going to pop open a bottle, uncork it, and sort of just start pouring it down the stairs so it's running down the stairs. And then watching Oaken get pushed off the thing, like looking a little bit concerned, pops open another bottle and just starts pouring it down the stairs as well. And basically, as soon as he hears any kind of armoured feet coming upstairs, I'm just going to try and wreck the stairs by setting fire to them. Okay. Yeah. I think you hear some voices and shouting from below. Make your wreck roll. I think this is risky great, because you've got fine tools. Awesome. And I guess your aim here is to just block off those stairs. 100%. Yeah, four. That'll do. I don't mind complications. The stairs are on fire. You can hear some like shouting and cursing as people try to find a way past it. But I don't think that stops anyone from moving to your location on this floor. Yeah, that's fine. I think to set the scene a bit, I think this building is like the rest of the buildings in the square, coloured bright like coral. I think in this case, it is all of the building is almost like a bright red. It's got lots of arches and lattice work and fine pieces of tiles and decoration everywhere. But it's very, it's so red that it's almost lit with it. And the fire almost causes that colour to echo off the walls and casts deep shadow throughout this place. And I think from one of the archways on your floor, someone walks out and you recognise them. They are Altara Nimshif, who is the person you met last time on the first score. Uh, Is this the person whose hair I set fire to? No, it's not that one. It's the one that someone threw a knife and cut her neck. So she is the, the person who had the pistol and the business buckler. She is part of the Nimshif family and she has purple hair tied into bunches and is wearing like a black lace jacket. And she takes a moment to look at you and then I think she catches you as you're throwing like the match or whatever you use to light this. And she recognizes you and she raises her gun. You're in a desperate position. What do you do? Oh, hi. <laughs> is, is that what you do? Because if it is, she fires. Yeah, so actually, you know what? No, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put my put my hands up like in sort of in a sort of jaunty, you know, mocking surrender. You're one of them, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to be a bit more specific, I think. One of those revolutionaries. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the ones. Okay, on your knees. Um, no, I'm I'm, I'm good. And I'm going to just dive towards the nearest door or or corner or any kind of cover or something that gets me away from that gun please hi thanks bye okay what what do you want to roll here it sounds like it could be a prowl oh yeah this is this is definitely prowl okay and it's desperate yeah this is yeah most definitely desperate cool what's what's a devil's bargain look like on this one hmm what do you have on you what do you have on you that's interesting my jackal mask that's made by my dad. 
yeah it's that you you lose that oh. you drop that that's that's really good yeah oh ash so i'd be so sad so i get a bonus dice yeah <laughs> uh yeah you get a bonus dice and to be like they can track you using this or they can track your dad at least oh a hundred percent a hundred percent yeah yeah that's why i suggested it that's a six so you get away i think altara's gun lets out one of these slow lazy bolts of fire and you manage to tumble out of the way where do you go just winding through the the corridors do you get to cover and stop or do you just keep running get to cover make sure i'm being chased Okay. And just basically, if I, well, if I'm being chased, try and be, always be one step ahead, kind of just going around the next corner as as she comes around the previous one, kind of the situation, and just leading her a merry dance, basically. Okay, yeah, I think you take her out of the picture for at least a little bit. She is gonna hate me. <laughs> <laughs> so Oaken, I think you're hanging on this balcony. I think the fake Oaken is like stud towering above you, and has just pulled a short blade out of a sheath. I think he's holding it with his third arm, which he still has. Oh! <laughs> oh, that's harsh. And I think it's, like, very gaudy, and it's definitely made of gold. Oh, I hate this dude! And I think he starts to, like, make, to stab down, to cut at your arms that are holding onto his balcony. What do you do? I want more than anything to tear this guy's third arm off and steal it. <laughs> how do you do that i think what i might do i was i was gonna use my special ability to perform a feat of strength that verges on superhuman but actually what i'm gonna do is a crunch so maybe that isn't superhuman to most people I'm, i mean ripping somebody's arm off is pretty pretty superhuman to be fair yeah i imagined oaken kind of I'll see if I can describe it. Grabbing the balcony with both hands and kind of lifting his legs so he flips over and back onto it. Mm, yeah. I can't believe I'm missing this. (laughs) Missing Oaken being cool. What I might do as I'm kind of flipping my legs back is use the spear as an extension of one of those legs and stab the fake oaken in the third arm area okay so you're almost like kicking the spear out yeah like kicking the spear into him almost make your roll what do you want to use oh seems like a skirmish this is desperate and i think it's desperate great because i think the ritual blade which is what you're using is fine so it's a fine ritual blade Oaken, Oaken is quite happy now. Like, this is what he knows. He doesn't have to worry about looking good or making speeches. It's my time, baby. It's a five. Cool. So you do it, but there's a consequence. So first things first, you get to tick off three segments of the defeat Oaken clock. So that is six out of eight filled. But at the same time, you suffer severe harm, a serious complication occurs, or you have reduced effect. I think... This is the moment where the nappers appear. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's set the scene for the balcony. As soon as you landed here, Vala Nimshif is led back inside. Her, her crowd of in- attendants follows her. There are probably a couple of guards who are here with Oaken still here, maybe like three or four. 
But other than that, it's you and Oaken and these guards. I think you jump up as Oaken slashes to hit your wrist and avoid his blow. And you land and you kick the spear in into Oaken and he staggers backwards. And I think at that moment, the nappers swoop down onto the balcony. I think there are maybe three of them that swoop down and two more stay in the air hovering. And I think we see Crick land where like the fake Oaken is staggering and like pull the sun spare and do a roll and is starting to run to like jump off the balcony oh, again. My spear! Not again! Fake Oaken just stumbles around as if to grab it but is quite badly wounded. I definitely didn't go for a killing blow. Yeah, but I think he still got, you know, a wound through his stomach. There's definitely like a bit of, um, like when you see a Greek god bleeding, Ooh. it's like that kind of scene. There's something definitely a, a bit like classical yeah. art about this entire, <laughs> the entire look of this scene. And I think we see... Oaken's blood just dripping onto the red scarlet floor of this building. You see, Beck, you can learn a lot from this guy. He even makes dying look good. So unfair. (laughs) And I think this this person pretending to be you, who is waving this short sword about, and maybe draws another with his actual hand, two golden blades caught in the sun's light, sort of like waves them around, goes to chase the napper, but decides against it and is looking at you and calls the remaining guards to gather around him. Afraid of a fair fight? I am Oaken Nim Schiff. No, you're not. And he definitely uses the new version of your name. (laughs) You are an imposter. You're the imposter. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think at that I, I want to hand back over to Ziz. What is Nia doing? Uh, say, watching all of this? Uh, yeah, say, watching all of this, and it's all going not to plan. Now, I had a question. Okay. Because um, the other thing that the move where I can glow can potentially do is levitate or float through the air like a ghost. So, wondering about just going after the spear. That's very nice of you. How how many people are with that group with the spear? So, I think there were five of them. One of them is Crick, who was the one that stole the spear and jumped immediately off the balcony. I think the two others that landed on the balcony are currently distracting one of the guards. And I think the last two are still hovering in the air. I kind of wanted to go and try and do a probably very unsuccessful thing of kind of like floating over to the person that currently has the spear and then talking really well at them until they give it to me. I mean, that's that's a thing to try. <laughs> very good. Excellent. That was what I'm planning on trying. So I think from where you are, you watch Crick run across the balcony and jump off the edge and glide down. Because I think what they have are like gliders and not flyers. I don't think from this position they can gain air. I think they Uh, use it to like fly over the crowd 
and then start running through the streets. And I think normally it'd be quite hard to catch up with them because they've just gone straight over this entire crowd. But if you want to levitate over them to keep up, you you definitely can. Excellent. And that will put me on seven stress. Okay. <laughs> Oof. Write it like you stole it. So that's fine. Yeah, I think that seems like a reasonable plan to be a floating, dying coral creature <laughs> trying to go after this light spear. What does this look like? What does it look like when you levitate? It is gorgeous. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. I'm so in love with the sea slug-esque hair with all of its ripples and ruffles. So that's super pretty. Though the coral outfit wasn't really designed for levitating or flying as much. So, eh. But it's more just, um, it's like, it's, it's just like a kind of a hovering. It doesn't look like flying. It's just a kind of a hovering, floating. For, for some reason, I've got images of like those, do you know the fairies that spin round? Just that, but a giant coral suit. Like, like uh-huh. those little toys where you push yeah, the button like the toys, and they like yeah. spin oh. around and float into the air? Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And all of like the coral limbs are just kind of floating around. And everyone probably just thinks it's part of the show. Perfect. So I think you managed to land on the other side of the crowd. I think there are a whole collection of different streets that lead away from this place. There are some main roads leading into a city and back towards the western bridge but then there are no small amount of like side roads and alleys and it's into one of those that you watch crick run do you chase after them i suppose i'm already here okay i think you chase him for a little bit i think you follow him down that street and he turns around to look at you to see who's following and instead of keeping running he he sees this strange costumed person and just stops and shouts down the street why are you following me oh no i hadn't thought this far oh <laughs> <laughs> hey who are you i'm i'm mia i just thought the spear looked really cool what do you do with it what's your plan going to we're gonna break it. This this was the spear that Oaken killed Relict with. We're gonna smash it up. That sounds pretty cool, actually. Wanna help? And they do like a little wink there, I think. I kind of have another plan for it, but I wondered if you might hear me out. Keep talking. This is gonna sound ridiculous. I just wanna say that to start with, okay? They they nod. Nia's going to tell the whole story about how they were going to go find a weapon and instead found this really old dude and the really <laughs> old dude. Like, and, and Nia can totally tell when people are lying. It's like this really obnoxious thing. And they found this really old dude who appears to actually be Oaken and has joined our like revolutionary band and is not part of the Jackals, is not part of the Swifts, is not part of the whole, like, Nimshif thing, um, is actually, like, trying to help. Do you mention Ezra at any point in this? 
Yeah, Mia's not really like holding back stories at the moment. I think Crick raises their eyebrow at your mention of Ezra, but doesn't say anything. This sounds like it's like it's a role. Yes, it is. What what are you trying to sell to Crick? Why should Crick give you this spear? Um, I guess it's some kind of revolutionary dream type thing of this spear. Maybe it should be smashed at some point, but it has a purpose right now where it can help us. Okay. So I'm kind of like change, change um, Crick's mind, not through like fighting or stealing it away, but like talking really well. <laughs> what would you like to roll for this? I think it's sway. I, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this is controlled standard. Okay. I'm not going to do any stress or pushing myself because I only have two slots left yeah. right now. And that seems bad. Would you like any kind of devil's bargain? I, I can offer it and then you can take it or not. I, I think Crick gets a crush on Nia. As the devil's bargain. Holy yeah. shit. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so is that... Does that mean I get a bonus dice? Yeah, you get a bonus dice or you can use it to push your, push the effect up. So at the minute it's controlled standard. You can make that controlled great if you wanted. I'm going to go for extra dice because I don't want to lose this. I want it to ha- actually happen. Doesn't matter. Ooh, oh. that's a critical. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Which So a critical, you rolled a six, a six and a five, which is incredible. So on a critical, that bumps the effect up. Oh, great. Fantastic. Yeah, so Crick looks at you and goes, you mentioned Ezra? And there's a grin on the face. Yeah, Ezra made all of these like little cool mechanical things. It's kind of like a whole art statement about like dying um, and withering. Um, and Ezra kind of helps me with all of my like mechanical additions to my fashion. That's cool. So what if I gave you the spear? And maybe we go on a date sometime? (laughs) I like to think that's the in-character reaction. Yeah, Yeah, no, no, Nia definitely giggles. Yeah, sure, let's go. Nia has no problem with dating. Dating is great. Most seriously, not that that wasn't serious. I saw your Oaken carrying something that looks a bit like this. And this is tying into the spear that you managed to find last time, which I imagine you might have done up to look a bit like the spear of light. Is that right? I guess it looked like it, but it couldn't, I don't know, glow or any do any of the actual things the spear of light could do. We, we made a cosplay spear. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think Crick asks for that. I'll, I'll keep hold of this, but you bring me that so that we can pretend to break it then. Then we've got a deal. Yeah, I, I don't know why not. Okay. I think Crick goes to leave and says, your, your pal Ash, is it? Yeah. He knows where to find us. I can't believe that word. <laughs> 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 Sometimes you just got to talk things through. Got to ask nicely. No, it's more like, I can't believe we would like that spear that you're going to break because it was used to kill our god. Okay, what are you going to do with it? We're going to give it to the person who killed your god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the thing with Crick is 
Crick is into stuff as a sentiment rather than being that motivated by it. So back over to Ash, I think, before we move back to Oaken. Are you staying in this building as you run away? I'm going to give her give her the run around for a bit, like cutting around the corridors and stuff. I'd imagine I've got some kind of a floor plan from from the nappers. The aim is not to lose her. It's to keep her chasing me for a while. And then after I get bored of this game, mm. I'm going to lead towards a particular window. Okay. On the opposite side of the building from where the balcony is. And... I know that it's not like the lock doesn't work or something like that. It's one of the ones that they suggested to break in through, perhaps. And um, I'm basically going to get to this this window, pop it open, wait for Altara to come around the corner and basically hoist myself up onto the, the windowsill and go, I bet you can't chase me up here. And just like launch up, up onto the, the next floor and just climb up the side of the building up to the roof. Okay. <laughs> You've already made the roll to escape, so I don't think, I, I don't, I don't think there's a roll here. I think, I think there's a second shot as you jump up and land on the next floor. Can I, can I go up to the roof? Yeah, definitely. Cool. I think the roof is sloped. It's not quite domed, but you know when it's almost like four curved sides meeting each other into a point. Yeah, I think the roof is like that, and unlike the rest of the building, is sort of a deep green color. Can I like scramble up to the top and basically slide down the other side and and end up kind of somewhere above where the balcony is? Like I don't know exactly where it is. I haven't got a that good a sense of direction, but roughly where Oaken and Foken are fighting. Yeah, I think if you slide to the other side, essentially you will be above the balcony. Awesome. I'd like to do that. And what are you doing while you're there? Um. Oh, that's a good question. I hadn't thought that far ahead. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> Maybe we can set the scene, and then if you want to jump in, you can. I think that's a good a good idea, yeah. So, Oaken, I guess we go back over to you. I think that two of the Nappers are still distracting one or two of the guards. And I think the fake Oaken, the not real Oaken, the imposter... <laughs> the liar! ...is clutching his his side while holding two of these swords... Two of the guards have kind of got closer to him. You've seen the Napper, Crick, fly off with your spear, and I imagine from where you are, you probably saw Nia fly off after him. What are you doing? I, th- I think Nia's got it covered. I trust Nia, actually. Perhaps the most out really? of any of them, yeah. Oh, wow. Because cool. they've done... Exactly what Oaken asked, which puts same in Oaken's good book. I think I'm going to have at the imposter. Okay. I think the imposter turns from watching the spear get stolen and like looks at you holding these two short swords and goes, I will show you all that I am the real Oaken, born of House Nim Shif and starts walking towards you. The guards are walking with him. Can I not interrupt him while he's given this yeah. speech? Yeah, how do, how do you want to interrupt him? I, If it's possible, I would like... I presume the guards are behind him. Yeah. And he's holding two swords. I want to see if I could, like, shove his swords into the guards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
are you like moving up to grab his arms and shift the swords into the guards? Is is that how you're doing it? Yeah, I think it's stepping really close and just grab his arms and shove up kind of thing. Okay. What would you like to roll to do this? Uh, skirmish again. That makes sense. So this will be risky standard. Okay, day. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Would it be cool? Yeah. So you rolled a two? Yeah, I rolled a two. So on a risky... Things go badly. You suffer harm, a complication occurs. You end up in a desperate position. You lose this opportunity. So I think you walk up and grab both of Oaken's arms, the ones that aren't clutching his side. So I think it's like his one golden one and one normal one. And you go to like push up with them, but neither of those arms budge. It turns out he's just much stronger than you. I thought they were show muscles. <laughs> they probably are, but Oaken hasn't spent a lot of time training recently. <laughs> yeah. He's been in a box for like <laughs> a long time. I think he headbutts you, take the level one harm stunned. And I think you fall to the ground. You're in a desperate position. Oaken, the fake Oaken, the imposter, is still above you. Both swords held, ready to strike. Oh god, I hope Ash didn't see that. Ash, did you see that? Hi. Oh no! Oh, this is so embarrassing! <laughs> Ash, Ash drops down from the roof in between Oaken and the two guards. Okay. And just kind of waves... Ash, be careful. I was just about to kill them all very easily. <laughs> it's cool. I got this. The two guards snap to look at you. I think the imposter stood towering over Oaken, nods at them to, to deal with you. And I've, I think he says something like, I've got this fool. What are you doing, Ash? <laughs> I'm going to look at them as they ready their weapons. And I'm going to say... Boo! And as soon as they go to stab at me, I'm just going to dodge out the way and get them to stab Oaken instead. <laughs> you mean fake Oaken, right? You mean fake Oaken. <laughs> when you push yourself, choose one of the following additional benefits. Perform a feat of athletics that verges on the superhuman. <laughs> Maneuver to confuse your enemies so that they mistakenly attack each other. I would like the guards to, to stab Oaken in the back, please. Okay. Fake Oaken. Yeah, sorry, sorry, fake Oaken. <laughs> And I'm going to push myself as part of a, a prowl to basically just like, I don't know, flip off a wall or something showy and yeah. stupid. And just just to set this up, Oaken, what are you doing at the same time? What are you doing as fake Oaken stands over you? Going to kick him in the crotch. Okay. Okay. So I think one of you should make a setup roll and then the other one makes a, a roll after that. I think I should probably set it up. I should let you. I should let you finish this. Although it would be funnier if you didn't get to finish it. Oh, can you imagine if if Ash was the one that took down Fake Oaken instead? It's good though, isn't it? I think it's funnier if Ash takes Fake Oaken down. Okay. So I'll set up. <laughs> okay. So like, yeah. So like, as you as you kick him in the crotch and he kind of staggers back. That's when I do. Yeah. My... Amazing. <laughs> Wouldn't have done it without my help though. So. Yeah, I think this is a desperate position, so I think we should stick to that fiction. So I think this is desperate standard, Oaken. What am I rolling? I think this is probably skirmish. Okay. I mean, you you decide. 
skirmish is right. I know I keep on doing it, but... And do you want to push yourself or... Oh, for, for a really good kick in the crotch, maybe I do. I really want this to work. Eh, not bad. Five, five, five. Yeah. So that is... You do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer severe harm, a serious complication occurs, or you have reduced effect. What What were you aiming to do? Kick him in the crotch. Is this one-footed or two? One. But it's kind of almost a leap from the floor, feet first, you know. Okay. Yeah, you, you kick Oaken, the, 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 your, your <laughs> imposter, in the, in the crotch. And I think in this moment, here's your consequence. I think in this moment, as you go to kick... The entire world shakes beneath you. A great rumble comes through the crowd. And I think somewhere at the edge of your perception, at the edge of your hearing, you sense the crowd beneath the balcony start to panic as an earthquake rips through embrace. Ash, you've been set up. I think Oaken, the, 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 the Oaken you're trying to hurt, is cu- currently out of action because the kick landed. And that's a five. Nice. So on a risky, you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm, a complication occurs, you have reduced effect, you end up in a desperate position. Describe this, describe this to me. What are you trying to make happen? So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess these guards have got spears or something similar. They both definitely have spears. They're part of... The Nimshalif private army. Everyone yeah. carries a spear. I figured it would be something along those lines. So as Oaken basically turns his back, Foken turns his back and nods to the guards and they they both kind of lunge. You know, this is just some idiot getting in the way. They just go for a straight up stab and are completely not expecting Ash to... I think he, like, leaps towards them and bats the two spears down underneath him as mm. he dives and kind of rolls past them and as they lunge forward and lose their balance and you know he kind of does another little tap on their the, the back of their their shoulders as they lunge forward and just sort of throws them off balance and then they both just kind of launch their spears straight forward past him into Fokin's back the two spears pierce the staggering Oaken's back the imposter's back i think it's almost biblical looking to the actual Oaken who's on the floor, like the two spears like cross over each other and pierce through his chest. And he's arched back, screaming into the air, but like a silent, voiceless scream as as he perishes. Oh, you probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I think the complication is that that you you get hit as as you're dodging out of the I think the earthquake, the shaking of the ground puts you off enough for you to take uh, level two harm sliced and i think it okay. cuts along your belly and rips oh. you can resist that if you want but that's up to you no i'm good i'll I'll probably go out if i resist you could also use armor i i took all this this load and i haven't used it yet yeah go on then let's go armor so armor would reduce it down to level one harm what won't be calling that i think it would just be cut um okay we should probably go yeah i'm, I'm gonna kick Fake Oaken's corpse first, but <laughs> <laughs> just just the most petulant kick. Let's take it out, Samaga. Ah, you did. Okay. Later. Let's go. Come on. I think I'm gonna just like jump to a a drain pipe and kind of slide down the front of the building. Oh, I want to do a flip off the balcony. 
Damn it, that's my that's my move. Okay, it's really sad about Ash seeing him fall, <laughs> and he wants to get back some of his own self esteem. Oh no! I think all around you, the earth continues to shake. The crowd below you has turned to panic. The square emptying as people seek shelter. They take to the network of streets that filter into the market or huddle under the many arches of the buildings here. The pair of you flee across the rooftops, careful with your every tread and step and leap. As you reach Embrace's centre and crest over the hills that dominate Marrow, we get a view over the city. You can see back east. Close by, you can see the remnants of protesters, filtering back away to their homes, banners and placards abandoned in their wake. Beyond them, Atrium and Holm. The bone-white spar of the temple, the uncannied architecture of the provender's market, the broken walls of the city's harbour. From here, you can see that they're the worst hit, that here... The ground has shifted for a second time. And then, beyond again, we see the second of Embrace's bridges. A vast arched artery of shaped bone, fired leather, and sun-hardened clay. The city's only short tether to the Trill's eastern bank. As the island buckles, so does it. You watch as a section strains, cracks, and then shifts. You watch as hundreds of metres of its span collapse into the turbulent river below. 